Hey y'all, welcome to Let's Talk Life XL on Mixed Talk Radio, where we talk about life as it is. Today in the studio, Janetta Brooks and I get into the Dump the Baggage series, Guilt. Let's talk y'all. Good afternoon, everyone. I am Janetta and I am a newly author of 3D My Life Magnified as well as an entrepreneur, um, cosmetologist, as well as an event decorator here in Jacksonville, Florida. Wonderful. Tell us about your, your businesses. What do you have going on? What are your latest projects? Give us the scoop. Well, with cosmetology, as we know, that is a continuous thing. I've been 24 years now as a cosmetologist, as well as business owner, along with doing side teaching and platform work. I've done eight years with Revlon Professionals on platform as an educator. And with my event decorating, I do everything from fruit displays to balloon decor, balloon columns, weddings, birthdays. It's just awesome to get back in the hustle of bus- hustle and bustle of things with the pandemic bearing down and everything and weddings are starting to go come back very strong. So I'm excited about that. And my newest baby is my book. It is four weeks launched today. And I'm excited about that. It's a memoir of myself. It's 3D, My Life Magnified, Death, Divorce, and Devotion. So it talks about the whole experience of deaths in my life that I've experienced as well as divorce and how to come back and bounce back from the guilt of divorce and just bounce back to devotion. So I'm excited about it. And I was listening to, um, you know, one of my things is I don't, I don't have the time to sit down and read anymore. Right. Just that dedicated time. I wish I did. I'm going to do better on that, but I love listening to audio Um, books and podcasts and shows so a lot of my books are audio and I was listening to um, an author and they were saying that um, when it comes to divorce divorce is a death in and of itself because that relationship no longer ceases to live in the capacity in which it was once established and I paraphrase so when you said that that resonated with me because I've gone through a season where I had to experience the death of a divorce. And man, if you if your mindset is not geared in um, the direction of healing and growth and hope, you can be stuck in a very lonely place, right? A very lonely place. So how was um, that the COVID impact on your event planning business? Well, with that, COVID did a large impact because it shut down a lot of the large events, a lot of the large gatherings. So it just was a two to four month of just no work. And that's when the book was birthed into action. Since I did wasn't able to do any events, weddings was pushed back and everything with hair was on a cease. So I just took advantage of that time and decided to just let's write. Don't you love how God will use the most inopportune time? Like, cause I tell you, mixed talk uh, radio was just in the birthing phase itself. And I was like, ready to push. And it's like, it's like, no, no, hold on. Stop. Wait a minute. Not now. Wait a few minutes, you know? So it's so amazing how life, when we don't let our circumstances limit us and we use those times to say, okay, you know what? 
okay if not this then what next right and so i i'm just inspired listening to you and how you use that time to say okay what else can i do what else can i do to impact my community and writing that book that that's going to and i'm pretty sure it's already um just empowering a lot of singles right. newly singled people right? right what was some of your most deepest um desires for that book the most deepest desires was to allow people to understand that we are all in this together and it's nothing new under the sun it's just exposing it and it's okay to not be okay that's the biggest thing I want people to know. It's okay to not be okay. Sometimes, you know, life throws us those curveballs of divorce or a tragedy um, of a death, of loss of a loved one. However, in life, you know, that shift can be an opportunity for something greater. And it's for us to find our peace in the midst of that shift and see what else it is that we should be doing. Because it's just sometimes, most of the time, I was about to say sometimes, but majority of the time is not about us anyway. Majority of the time is connected to somebody else. So it's good to not allow ourselves to stay in that position too long because someone else is attached to our next phase of life. I love that you said y'all y'all know I cut up on the video uh, recordings of these shows so you gonna see me pointing and snapping and clapping because man you know I think that's one of this is what I enjoy the most about uh, talking to all of my guests you guys are impactful y'all y'all be hitting it and it's when so you said that you know I'm like that's one of my ugliest cries. Whenever I get into a jam, I'm always like, "Is I know it's not about me. I know it, but it's my right. life too, right? right?" So we we forget that aspect that there is really nothing new. You're not right. gonna be the first person going through that, and you're definitely not gonna be the last. So really, just taking those situations and say, "Okay, you know what? This is where I was in this season of my life." And this is where I intend to go. Just always having something up ahead, I think, is what really can increase the momentum of getting to where you're trying to be. And today, I mean, we our health and wellness series this, you know, this time is dumping the baggage. Right. And we know um, Erica Badu said it best, bag lady. Right, right. bag like you can't get Sorry. anywhere carrying all those bags. I don't know if that's the lyrics, y'all. Bad at trivia and song titles, quoting stuff. But I but understood, right? I understood her. She would her her whole message was you gotta let some of that go. Now, when you came across the topic of guilt, what resonated with you? When I came across the topic and heard the topic. What came to me was weight, the weight that we hold of our personal shame or our personal things that we feel like, like we like you mentioned earlier, no, like we think no one else has went through it or no one else is going through it. So we tend to just hold on this extra baggage and hold on this weight and allow ourselves to get in a mode of like self-persecution in a way and just hold all this guilt within instead of releasing it 
So that was the first thing that came to mind when I thought of it, because a lot of it, we weigh ourselves down so much with so much guilt and shame. I, I, I connect shame with guilt as well. So I think it's just very, very important to just not, basically release it, just not hold that in not hold that in. We're not the first to go through it. We won't be the last to go through it. Um, it is sometimes a painful and a shameful situation that time, but let go of the guilt. Let go of the guilt. I love that you said that. You know, one of the first steps of being able to let something go is to identify what you're actually carrying. Right. Some of us got so much baggage. We we haven't even taken the time to really open those bags and say, okay, what is this? What is this thing? And um, I love what you said about associating guilt with shame. And I feel like one of those um, issues that we, we carry around as baggage when it comes to guilt is shame. We feel ashamed of the things that have happened to us and then it turns into right. guilt. We're always looking at the symptoms of something, right? We don't really look at, well, you know, you know, what is going on? What's the root of this? Why, what is causing the symptoms, right? And one of the symptoms is shame. So you have to right. go back in your life and say, what happened? What experience triggered this or embedded this level of shame into my life where I go around and feel guilty for being the person that I am, or you feel guilty for having the experiences and right. I think an, another thing is identifying things that were beyond your control. Some of us, we, we, we pick up baggage that doesn't even belong to us. We pick up guilt, guilt that we should have just left there. How have, have you ever had any situations in life where you picked up guilt and you should have just left it there? Right. I've experienced that myself where you just go around and a lot of times you just, you go through it or it involved you, but it wasn't your weight. It wasn't your guilt. So I've experienced that myself where I just picked up guilt on situations where, and it could be just the compassion. A lot of the times it might be the compassion and the heart that you may have for that situation or for that person, but you're carrying some that don't even belong to you. So it's kind of like grabbing a bag that wasn't even yours, you know, and then just carrying that weight, carrying that guilt. And before you know it, it's attached to you. And we've attached ourselves to stuff, like you said, that we shouldn't even be carrying. We've attached ourselves to this guilt or this shame that we should have been forgiving ourselves for. You know, and forgiving ourselves is the hardest thing to do in situations. However, it will release us from carrying that shame and that guilt. Now, that's something that I experienced since we opened up the dialogue with divorce. You know, that's something that I experienced in my divorce. That was, And I think that's one of the first things that you feel when, you, you know, when you're in that decision, you feel guilty for coming to that place in your marriage and saying, you know, this is not working. And I and and the guilt of it, I feel like some people stop in their relationships when that guilt hit and you make decisions based on the level of guilt that you feel. 
And as time goes on, a lot of us realize that, hey, you know, I didn't make this decision based on what was healthiest for me and my family at that time. I based it on because I felt guilty. I felt like I made a commitment and, you know, and I'll say it, you know, we talk about the difference between religion and spirituality all the time. And a lot of us will stay bonded to religious aspects, religion of mm -hmm. things, and not the spirituality, the relationship that you have right. with your creator, right? And, um, you know, when you get to that place in a divorce or marriage, you say, you know what, this may possibly lead to divorce. Now, I always say, do what you can so that you don't end in divorce. So right. That, meaning right. if if you date better or if you improve yourself first or therapy, I, I just, I, you can't go wrong with therapy. Right. So um, I feel like guilt is a place where it could be a stumbling block for even our decisions. Have you right. ever experienced a situation where you had to separate? Am I staying or doing this because I feel guilty or am I staying or doing this because it's right? Right. And that's that's the thing, too, when you say that is ironic that you say that, because that is something that I um, thought of in the situation. Speaking of divorce, you, I was wondering and you because you try your best to not get to that state of divorce. You try your best to try to figure out where you went wrong at try to make it better. And when you said therapy, that is just so vital because a lot of times when you're in the religious state, you're thinking in-house, the church is the only place to go for that help. And sometimes it takes that as well as outside, you know? So therapy is very important. And we, you know, in a religion mindset, you don't think that far ahead, but when you think of relationship and spirituality, then that's when the most important thing of, you know, that closure can come. That's when you can get that one-on-one -on -one help that you really need when you get into that part of the relationship. And that's important because we oftentimes, we, you know, as I have to, you know, say it, we oftentimes just kind of go with the flow of things and this doesn't look right, so I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then, like you say, the aftermath of it, the aftermath of it, we realized then that could have done it better if I would have did this first at the beginning, if we would have dated longer or, and then sometimes we just ignore, we got to put that in there because some things we just ignore and just for the sake of love and the sake of unity, we ignore a lot of things. No, I, I oh, sake of loving. Man, ah, I think uh, that you hit you hit on some of the sensitive uh, topic uh, for the sake of love. I think a lot of guilt um, comes from what we believe is love, right? Right. What our idea of love um, is, you know, love is a powerful thing. And it will have you bonded and connected to people and places that are healthy and unhealthy. And okay. when we make decisions from what our definition of love and then we and then guilt kind of taps and say, hey, because you love me or because you love that person or because you love this thing 
or because right. you love this job, you shouldn't make any moves. You shouldn't, you shouldn't speak your mind or you shouldn't express your needs or you shouldn't disagree. I, you know, I feel like guilt is a door stopper. It is a door jammer, meaning open doors get you from one place to the next, right? And we always talking about uh, having open ears. Right. If my ears are closed and I can't hear what you're saying, if my heart is closed, I can't um, receive what you're trying to pour into me. If my mind is closed and I can't learn the things that I'm, I need to learn, right? So we have to be mindful that guilt can close those doors, the doors to our ears, the doors to our hearts, the doors to our mind. And when we allow that to be a door jammer, now we can't really get the love we want because we're afraid to say, hey, I don't agree with this or this crosses my boundaries or I actually really do want this or do like this. Limiting ourselves. Exactly. And then it, it, again, when we get to the root of things, then we have to go back and say, well, what is my definition of love, right? When we make, because um, you can, guilt can come in in any area of our lives, the way we love, who we love, how we love. And most importantly, our decisions, our mindset, and what we actually express, right? right? But we have to get to the point where it's saying, you know what, I understand that in this situation, this was the decision that I made or this was the result, and I can either accept it and let it go and, or accept it and embrace it. And I think um, we don't really want to accept things because the general idea is, well, if I accept it, then it's true. Yeah. No, in this case, when I speak of acceptance, it's the reality because some of us don't live in reality. It happened. It Happened. happened and when we acknowledge right when we acknowledge things and say this did happen but right it doesn't define my future or but it doesn't define who i am Correct. have you ever had those situations where you did you was like you know what this has happened and i have to let this go Correct. Instead of owning it, that's the thing. Acceptance versus owning something are two different things. And that's what we have to get to the point to understand. I accept that this happened, but I don't take ownership to the fact that it has to control my next step, my next shift, my next journey. And that's important to realize because a lot of times we'll keep ourselves in that fault of it's my fault and I'm guilty and this hinders me and we'll allow it to hinder us from moving, from shifting. But that acceptance you spoke of allows us to move forward in spite of and not because of. Oh man, you said it. It's all about the shifting. You, 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 you. Ooh. You said it. Um, I, I really feel like it's about the shifting of a thing because I, I really honestly believe that um, if I had to, my dad is a mathematical person. Everything, he can break anything down into a, a equation. I'm like, how do you, like, what? It's either equation 
or a sound, right? A boom pop. That's his thing. Boom pop. Everything has a boom pop. And awesome. you hit it. It is about the shifting. Because guess what? This is my mindset. Life continuously changes, whether you change with it or not. As we have talked, 20 minutes have passed by. That means time is still going to move forward. I can be stuck in 20 minutes ago, what happened 20 minutes ago, or I can say, you know what? I'm looking forward to the, the time that I'm in now in relation to the time where I you know, right. want to be, where I will end up in the next 20 minutes, right? So I like the shifting because life is all about movement. Now, there are different seasons. Sometimes you get life move. You you kick in, you you doing what you do, your business is popping, you're making sales, you're meeting clients, or you're on the job and the days are going by and you're getting stuff done, you're effective, you're productive. Then there are seasons where just like you know, 2020 taught us, right? Life will shut down and you will have no choice but to either just say, okay, accept it. This is my current reality. But life is not going to always stay this still. I can choose to say, you know what? What else can I do in this time? And that's a mental shift. Instead of kicking and screaming and fighting against a reality that you cannot change. None of us could change right. the reality of 2020. We could fight it or we can accept it and then shift. So how has shifting, just the mindset of shifting been integral, just so important to you as a businesswoman and an author? When I think about shifting, in order to shift, you have to step out of your comfort zone. So that alone allowed me to be able to understand, even though I see it this way, that doesn't mean that's how it has to be. So I seen the business shut down. I seen the doors close. I seen myself at a point of no revenue possibly and no resources possibly. But then I had to think on who's my source. Once I recognize who's my source, now it gets into that mental state you mentioned when you have to put it all in perspective and think outside the box and be like, okay, God, what else am I supposed to be doing? Where, where in this season, because clearly that was known that that was going to happen prior to it happening. So it wasn't new to him. It was new to us. So it was just a matter of deciding, okay, now that I'm here, perspective. How do I move from here? Because they saying three months I'll be here. So in that three months of they're saying I'll be here, how do I go somewhere else in that same three months? So that's when you have to mentally think on your purpose, your passion, outside of what you're already doing. What else is it? It's something to come out of this. And I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer, believer of that. So when that happened, I had to shift my mindset. You said it perfectly. The mindset has to shift. That mental thought process has to shift. And when you think on your connection, it's not just for you, it's for others, that allowed that shift to take place. 
what else am I supposed to be doing? Because for me, I'm going to tell my story. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just tell my story. And I started with a piece. I thought I started with paper, Shante. It was paper. I did a 200 rule pack of paper, opened it up, and I wrote everything down. Later to find out I had to shift everything from paper to Word. But hey, that, that was a whole nother season. But I started with paper doing that, not knowing that that story is connected to somebody else delivering. That story is supposed to change someone else's life. Not knowing it would go this far, just thinking, I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to share it with others. So when it, when it became another vision that God had already predestined, I had to accept and move and shift into that vision because that wasn't my purpose. And I think that was a humble state to be in because that wasn't my purpose, you know, but I knew it was attached to somebody and somebody needed it, but I just didn't expect for it to expand the way it did. But you have to be in a ready place mentally, like you said, to be able to receive the shift in the drought season, because the drought season doesn't mean that you're supposed to be in it permanently. It's just the season, but how are you going to come out? Am I going to come out empty handed or am I going to come out of that season carrying, burying, birthing something? So that's the key, I think. Man, I'm over here just being ministered to y'all. It's just, you know, I I don't care how much I listen to different, you know, um, you know, passages, scriptures or talks or sermons or seminars. Whenever I hear something, whenever I hear the truth. Even if I've heard it a million times, it still rings loud and clear. And you, man, you, you dropping gems. It's all about thinking outside of the box. And I heard a pastor say today, you can't think outside the box without having been in the box, right? That's the only way you're going to get out the box. And he attributed to prison. He said, when inmates break out, they not breaking out from the outside, they're breaking out from the inside and a light just went off. And when you said that, it just kind of connected to what I was listening to this morning. And we we've all were in the same. This is the one time we all really been in the same boat. 2020, right. 2021. Right. If, if, if the saying we in the boat together, it was true. It was true since last year. Right. But the difference is. What have we all done since being in this in this boat together, being in this box, being confined by the parameters of our reality? How have we still and we say birth, that means something is coming out from within. So we all came out of this box. Some of us came out with new businesses, new books. Some of us came out with just the idea of something. And that is just as good. I don't want anybody to feel guilty. And that's another thief lie from this year, you know, as far as in last year that 2020 robbed us of something. And you should feel guilty if you didn't come out with a new business and you should have done this and you should have done. No, lie, lie, lie. If you came out having the ability to rest, then you came out. Some of us didn't need to do anything more. We needed to do something less. 
some of us needed to stop doing a lot of the things we were doing. And 2020 gave us a chance to shift because if we had never had that momentary pause, we would still be full steam ahead in that same direction. But because we were all halted, we had a choice. We could either just stay kind of here, kick, scream, complain, moan, groan, or we could say, well, what is this time offering? Is it offering rest? Is it offering reflection? Some of us were so busy, we didn't even have time to think about what we're thinking about. So we got all this crazy self-doubt and we're wondering why every time I come up to a new challenge, I have no self-confidence. It's because the track that's been replaying is full of self-doubt and you're always, oh, well, you know what? You don't have a six-figure business. How can you help them with their six-figure business? Maybe it's not about the money that they need your help with. Maybe it's because you have something within you that they don't have, even though they have the six figures. So some of us are repeating this imposter type conversation with ourselves. We Had we not had that time to think, we would not have thought, okay, maybe I'm talking myself out of these situations. Some of us did birth out new businesses. And like you said, when I wrote my first book, it was on the back of whatever was closest. So pack a paper. I'm all with you, Ms. Brooks. I'm all with you. Because I was writing on the back of receipts, you know, um, through that process, because you were birthing something in the midst of something difficult, right? And we know that anytime you think of birth, you think of childbirth, and it is difficult. How did you encourage yourself to say, you know what, no matter what I've experienced in my past, I can remove anything that may be a barrier, whether it's guilt or shame. How did you deal with those things so that you could move forward and complete what you started? I think it was a day-to-day base. It was was a day-to-day base because reliving, you know, whenever you write about self, you have to relive each moment. And as I relived each moment and as it got heavy, Sometimes took a breather, found laughter, tried to listen to some music, and a lot of self-healing came out of that. Some of the situations were seven years old. Some might have been 10 years old. However, reliving those moments by writing made me heal a lot more. And little did I know, I thought like I had, I was over different things and I've already healed from things, but then you get angry again as you writing and you realize more healing needs to take place, more brokenness needs to take place, you know, more deliverance needed to take place. So I, I just, I embraced every part of it because that deliverance and that healing and that mending all just resurfaced and I guess you can say a hundred percent now, you know, you're you're healed in a hundred percent now because a lot of times we do brush stuff under the rug. We do, you know, don't want to relive a lot of things, you know, feeling like it'll, you know, raise up a lot of different more hurt, a lot more pain, you know, you know, trauma is not a good thing. So a lot of times we'll brush it under the rug, but hiding it doesn't do nothing but place it behind something. 
soon as somebody moves it, then it's exposed. So here we are then swept it under the rug, but what, when some, what happens when somebody trips over that rug and then that rug lifts up? Now everything is exposed. So regardless, we have to face it. So I just faced it day to day. I just, as it came, I just relived it and allowed that time to heal again, allowed that time to accept what we mentioned earlier, everything that I had experienced. And that gave me the strength to continue on writing. That gave me the strength to continue on sharing my story. So I just am grateful for that because healing, and before we can move on, healing happens. You know, we can go on pretending a lot of, a lot of times, you know, we can pretend very well. We can make up, um, my dad used to say a thing, we can make up, we can all of Olay and Mary Kay, but at the end of the day, <laughs> what's behind all of that, it still has to be faced. We still have to face it. So, yeah. And I, I love what you're saying. You said, if you hide it behind something, as soon as, and I'll paraphrase, as soon as you move it, it's still there. And mm -hmm. you you can think about that, the, the what came to mind is when you're cleaning up and you're like, you're just transferring stuff from one place to the next. So you may not, you know, have enough time to clean up the whole house. So, you know, you have guests coming over. So you just take it out, just oh, put yeah. it in the closet, right? I'm out, of in the closet, out of place. Out of sight. Out of place. Right? Out and, of place and out of sight. Exactly. And they say out of sight, out of mind, but out of sight, out of mind, but still in your heart. And it's, it's a lot of the issues of the heart that will linger and fester if we don't deal with it. And then we're wondering, why is it so hard for me to love? Why is it so hard for me to forgive? Why is it so hard for me to be vulnerable? Because we haven't really addressed those issues of the heart. Right. Some of us, we feel guilty because maybe we stayed in um, you know, relationships too long and we saw the red flags, but we kind of just ignored them out of sight, out of mind, right? Or we tried to dress it up or we tried to make excuses for it. But when we really take accountability and say, okay, okay you know what? If I had to be honest, I saw this in the beginning. You know, mm -hmm. I saw this when I, when I walked through the door to apply for the job. I saw all the madness beforehand. When I got in the you know, marriage, I saw this while we were dating. Right. So a lot of times we see those warning things, but we really we don't want to see them. Because it's not the image that we want for ourselves. We, it's not the overall imagery that we have set up in our minds because, you know, the mind is a powerful thing along with the heart. And they have to be aligned to really be able to birth out those purposes and those promises that are embedded within us. Because we, I always say there are parts of me that I don't know and I get a chance to uncover them because they're buried and that's okay i don't want to meet somebody that knows themselves a hundred percent because guess what right. that, you're one dimensional that means who you are now is who you were 15 years ago right i'm not the same person i was last year so i'm always reveling in the idea of man there's more to me than i than i know i allow room for myself to 
grow, right? right. I, uh, I expand my mind. I keep an open mind. And that doesn't mean that the door to my mind is wide open. Because some of the stuff we encounter, we need to put a screen door in front of it, right? Like, we, you know, we have certain relationships, maybe like at our jobs. And we can't get around those relationships, but we need a screen door. Like, okay, I'm going to filter our interactions. I can't close myself off from you because I need you to do this job. Or I need your partnership to make this work. But I am going to screen the things that I accept in. And we have to start screening the guilt and the shame. We have to start screening those experiences that keep us stuck or keep the door cracked so tight that we just kind of just like shimmying, trying to get through our lives. Everything is just a shimmy, a struggle. You're trying to make yourself fit in places you don't even belong because you haven't accepted the fact that that's not your guilt anymore. It was an experience. It may have been a person. It may have been a place. It may have been a time. It may have been a season. But if we open the door to healing and love and putting ourselves, like I love what you said earlier, religion will keep you bound to the idea that the only help you can get is in the church. Spirituality in a relationship with your creator says that anybody that is good for me, he may use a book to heal me. He may use a person that I don't know, a complete stranger. Say, you know what? I just want to take a moment and say, I love you. Or you are worthy. You are beautiful. You have a future. But when we limit ourselves to the confines of church, then we may not get all that God has for us, all that our creator has, because we're closing ourselves off. And, you know, sometimes it takes an outside person because they will see the things you're hiding. And I always, right, I love to be around people that serve as mirrors, right? They don't necessarily broadcast all my shortcomings, but I can see in me some things that need to be healed. And I love what you said also that there are things that require more healing than we initially thought. And during that process for you, was that just like a breeze for you or was that something you had to definitely commit to? Definitely wasn't a breeze and you know that. I do. (laughs) It took commitment. It took commitment. It took discipline. It takes obedience. It took just a mind and it goes back to the mindset and the heart once you realize when you and you said it um very profoundly once you realize growth is taking place you are not who you were last year you have evolved so once you realize you have evolved everything else has to line up with it your mindset has to line up with your heart has to line up with you. If you evolve spiritually, my heart has to get there. My mindset has to be there as well. If not, it won't be balanced. So once you realize you, you, you've you evolved, at that point, it took me some discipline. It took some very strong discipline, especially when it's dealing with self. Because when it comes to self-healing, when it comes to self-forgiveness, 
you have to discipline yourself to be open to, like you said, that outside opinion of somebody that may not know you outside, maybe the ministry, everybody don't know you. So you sometimes hear the best knowledge of healing from someone that don't know you. Oftentimes we receive it better because we look at it as is, hmm, okay, let me evaluate that. Let me think about that. So it definitely was a difficult thing, but with this, with discipline and balance and just making a commitment to, I want to be better. And I think that's the key. I want to be better. And we have to realize that we were created to be the best. We were created to be better. We were created to be have joy. We were created to have peace. It's ours. It was given to us as a gift. So some of the things we possess, we need to possess it. And the only way I can possess it if I receive it. So yes, it was definitely a task, but with discipline and a, a positive mindset and a will to desire to change, a desire to evolve, then that's how that healing takes place. I love it. And you know, like you said, I think it's because we, we're the number, our number one critic sometimes. Um, we are. When I, when I do a lot of self-reflection, I have to really ask myself, are you just being a little too hard on yourself? You know? And I ask that question because it's, it's hard to really face self. And I said in a, a previous episode, there is one person you can never lie to, and that's yourself. You can't, I don't care what you, like your dad say, Mary Kay it, you can try and pretty it up, but guess what? It's not going to work because you always know truth. We are, we are built on truth. Our, our minds know it, our hearts are, and we call it vibes now. Right. We give it a new name. You know, yeah. every generation is a new name. This generation is vibes. So if I'm getting good vibes from you, that means you're emanating a lot of truth or a lot of authenticity. Right. right. So uh, being um, just in a reflective state and really looking at yourself, you know, is a challenging process. And, you know, I just want to encourage you guys. It's OK to look at self. And if you're and if it's a mess, it's a mess. Because guess right. what? It's some messy parts and everybody, I don't care the most well put together person you may know. They have places of their lives that were, were messy or still are messy. Right. So, um, you know, I asked that. Yep. I knew the answer. The answer was, yep. <laughs> it was, yep. Depending on who you asked, that was going to change, but yeah. it is a definite hard yes. And it's just to empower people to say, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's something you shouldn't do, right? Right. And I love, um, like, to end on a good note, I'm, balance. I love that you said that because we can be so focused on the future, right? What we want out of our lives or what we want out of our business and our projects and out of our jobs. But when we aren't really focusing on our current reality and balancing that with what we want and what we already had, then we can live a life that's just all over the place. And then right. you're wondering why it's maybe taking you a long time to get there or you have to keep stopping and restarting. So balance, I feel like is so important. You have to get 
your mind and your heart align because power flows through your purpose. And your purpose, I will say it until I am no longer here. Purpose is persistent. It is nagging. It will nag you until you tap in and say, okay, come on with it. What you got, what I'm supposed to do, because your purpose is tied to your assignments. And some of us are trying to do things that are not within our purpose and we're wondering why they fail. Come on. We're out of balance. We're not balanced. We're not aligned with what is my purpose? Because your purpose is going to be tied to your assignments. Your assignments are then tied to your gifts and your talents. We think life is all about being talented. Got to be amazing athlete, amazing (sighs) prolific speaker. No. You have to be authentically you. That's it. And when you said balance, I could have jumped up out this chair, y'all. Balance is key. Now, we are coming to the end of the show. Tell us again about your businesses, your business and your book. And tell us how we can support you and where we can follow you at. Well, my name of my business is New Nation Creations by Janetta, and that consists of the cosmetology as well as the event decorating and event planning. And for the 3D My Life Magnified, the book, you can find that on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble, 3D My Life Magnified. The subtitle will be Deaf, Divorce, Devotion. And I'm on Facebook under Janetta Brooks and New Nation Creations, that's NU Nation Creations by Janetta, as well as Janetta Brooks on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram as I am Janetta Brooks, that's I am J-E-N-N-E-T-E-R Brooks, and also New Nation Hair and Decor on Instagram. So I just thank you, I'm excited, and I am just so delighted and honored to be here and have- same here. Share Same this here. with you. This has been such a blessing. Man, you have spoken to me. I have like goosebumps, y'all. Y'all can't see, but I have goosebumps. And it's so refreshing to just talk to you guys. Y'all are all, I mean, I'm just like given so much energy and power. And that is the true definition of empowerment. Being around people that energize you in a positive forward motion. They give you the energy that you may lack sometimes. You may be, because let's be honest, sometimes I don't have it. So at the end of the day, I'm done. I, I have given the day all I have to give. And my next encounter has to be one that's going to further fuel me or else I'm going to have to shut down. I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I really appreciate you for being on the show and we're going to make sure we get that out there and you guys go and support her, purchase the book, plant, get back together. Let's go and get back together. Get your hat on. Cause I know I'm looking at you <laughs> like, girl, I think you can help me out cause I'm natural here. So natural. yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm going to have to I see love how, it. what we can do I together. Thank you for tuning in to the Dump the Baggage series, Guilt. This episode was sponsored by Janetta Brooks. As always, please leave me a review and let me know if anything from our conversation caught your attention. Bye, y'all.